So, so last week it was ice hockey with Danielle Imperial. This time around it is beach handball. So welcome to th- episode 37 of Who the Heck Are We? My name is Claro Manzano. I'm leading the way for this episode alongside Claudia Perrin. Jay De La Cruz, as of recording, is in the PSL bubble and he cannot make it. He's calling a bunch of games. So let's bring in our guest. We have Mac Valdez of the national team of beach handball. Mac, hello, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hi, Clara. Hi, Gloria. So long time no see, no, but it's nice to catch up and you get to share your handball story. It's something I've really been interested in. Um, I think my brother got to watch you play handball back in the SEA Games, drove all the way to Subic. And alam ko, ano, you guys are coming off a medal campaign, if I'm correct. Nag bronze kayo sa, in, the, in the most recent SEA Games. Yeah, 2019 was our last tournament, sadly. Uh, yeah, that was back in 2019. Actually, the, the photo that you're showing now, yeah, that was that's where, where it all began from a beach handball perspective for the men's team. It's... And then, I know, um, you were telling that you also have a club team in Australia and then you're also playing national team, but I know you're based here in the Philippines. Paniyan, ano yung setup mo siguro back when well, things were just going on? So, yeah, that's correct. I currently also play for the Botany Bay um, Beach Handball Team located in Sydney. They're actually having a tournament tomorrow um, at Dulles Point. And this is usually the time where I fly there to compete with them and help my teammates out. But uh, sad to say, with the pandemic, uh, I'm located here in the Philippines, um, you know, looking at things glass half full. But it's really putting a lot of challenges when it comes to a competing standpoint. A lot of tournaments have been canceled, postponed, moved. So, yeah. Paano yung setup siguro, no, Mac? Before I'll pass it on to Claudia. Kasi, I know, you're based here, so you just fly in. You have a tournament every three months, maybe? Is that how it works? Uh, so, yeah, I compete with them on a national basis so there's an australian national tournament where it's open to foreigners as well and that's where i joined in uh, it's annually um every feb uh, we had plans to have a tournament two times a year a sydney based one and a national based one i already joined the national based one but yeah again the plans didn't work out because of covid so yeah you know mac you you mentioned sydney right botany bay <laughs> you know i lived in sydney for 10 years and uh, I just miss it. I love Sydney. I love the fact that they uh, they they love any kind of sport, whether it's beach cricket, beach volleyball, anything with the beach, they love it. How did you get yourself into beach handball? So it all started back in college. So let, let me take you guys back. It was it really started in indoor handball first. Um, as you know, Clara, we came from the same high school. Uh, I don't know if you were able to play in the handball classes in PE. I don't know if you reached that point, but yeah, that's where I first got introduced to the sport. I really liked it very much because it was very similar to basketball. You dribble, you throw. Um, it shows you a lot of explosiveness and athleticism, and I liked it. Um, but th- that was it. I thought it was done and over. But come college... Uh, there was a movement, a new organization in the Philippines that really wanted to promote handball. And they started promoting indoor tournaments. And 
they also needed uh, a training group for their women's team. So it started as a women's um, national team first in indoor. And they just needed college people to compete with them because uh, the sport is new. So we were actually facing the women most of the time. Um, so they were national athletes also before from other sports, you know, basketball, karate, etc. They all joined to make this Philippine beach handball team for women. And we trained with them. And eventually, upon training, I was just part of the training squad, uh, attending a lot of indoor tournaments. And eventually, while I was working, I was looking for another competition, you know, um, I, I was sick of being the weekend warrior, just showing up in company basketball games, competing against um, fellow weekend warriors as well. I, I needed to grind. So eventually I got the call that there were tryouts for the, this time, the men's national team. This time we're not the training um, team anymore. We're the actual team that's going to be formed. And the competition, the very first beach handball competition for men was going to be in Tumaguete. And that's the photo that you showed a while ago. So I tried out. Um, the coach, Coach jo Joanna from Kelly, uh, she's, she was my college PE coach for handball. So I knew her from that perspective. And I tried out and I got in. And the rest is history. You know, I know for the benefit of Claudia and our listeners, um, Mac actually played basketball first before pivoting to handball. Um, yeah. I can recall, no? Mac was our upperclassman, forced the game into overtime. Yung mga kalaban nila were future BEDA NCAA stars, no? Yeah. So, you know, claro, you know, I was, I was going to say, uh, Mac mentioned, uh, Mac, you mentioned that about basketball because I, 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 I know Frank Kelly. Actually, I played against Frank Kelly. Yeah, you know everyone. <laughs> I, I know. I played against Frank Kelly, and and she 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 played basketball. She even went to fencing, and then um right right, and then um I, I left for Australia, and then I found out there's a, a handball Philippine handball thing. I'm like, how do they do that? And apparently, handball has almost the same fundamentals of basketball. Mm -hmm. Is that is that right, Mac? Uh, or or the please? So. When I started out the sport, that's what I thought, um, because, of course, it's indoor basketball versus indoor handball. And I was like, OK, you can dribble. That's true. Um, but the way I played it back in high school was not as it should have been, because at the elite level, so if you really want to push your game up higher and higher, the differences are great, like uh, from footwork to uh, timing it's very different although of course there's some sport transfers you know like reading defenses reading offenses that type of stuff that you could still apply but the, if you go to fundamentals i would say it's greatly different especially if you want to compete at the very elite level so yeah if we if you play in trams yeah you could probably get away with a lot of you know if you're athletic, if you can jump, if you can throw hard, yeah, you could probably get that in. But if you face the, the elite players, that's when you see the difference. Oh, I'm not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, so I've, in indoor, like for example, I have this friend. Uh, he played semi-pro in Sweden. He joins, he trains with us. Um, shout out to Anton Carlson, you know, call him the fisherman. 
yeah, I'm calling the fisherman. Um, so he played semi-pro in Sweden. He went to the, he lives here now and he found out there's a handball club and he was like, yo, can I join? Can I train? And I'm like, okay, yeah. And we saw the huge difference of his play versus ours, even in indoor, because the way he throws his, he, and, and he, and he, and he admits this, he's not good at basketball at all. Like when he say, hey, let's play ball. No, you do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but he's so good at handball. So you, that's where you can see that it's very different at the elite level. Yeah. Okay. So, because when I came home, people wanted me to do handball. I'm like, it's almost like basketball. But now I know in the elite level, uh, I might call be called for a traveling or do something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I should try it. No, Claro, I should try handball. I think I should try it. Yeah, you yeah. should. I think I want Mac to confirm this later on, no? Because yeah. I think he can do about five steps. Medyo nalilito ako because my instinct sa basket, two steps, eh, syempre. Two steps, yes. take off. Yung, yes. yung isa pa, you cannot do your usual um, skip to my loo, dribbling under the legs and everything, <laughs> spin move. I know there is a limitation. So perhaps, Mac, you can enlighten how it works for us sa indoor and sa beach. Yeah, like uh, like, like the rules between the indoor and, and, and the beach. Yeah. So yeah, it's for both indoor and beach, it's actually three steps, but there's a gather step. So it's called the zero step. So a gather step and one, two, three. Um, the way you use that three really depends on you. You could use it with two feet or one foot, but that's equal to a gather or a step. So some players like to do the James Harden where they do one, two, three, while some like to do zero then and then another step is just both feet. So there's a there's combinations to that. Um, but of course, the main difference would be it would be very, very difficult to dribble on the beach because once you bounce the ball, you don't know where it's going because it's sand. Um, and actually in handball, the less dribbles you have, the better because handball in indoor uh, provides, allows tackling. Tackling is a good way of playing defense. So in basketball, if you hit the arm, it's a foul, right? In handball, you're supposed to grab the arm. That's a good play on defense. Okay, grab the arm, grab the elbow, grab the waist. Stop it, that's a tackle. And But in beach, you're not allowed to touch the offensive player at all. So there's a huge difference between beach and indoor. So when it comes to beach, you're supposed to play honest defense. You're not supposed It's called a foul if you even touch him and it's hard to block that person because the ball is very small it moves very fast so yeah uh, you have to adjust greatly to the type of um, handball either beach or indoor um, and it gets a lot of getting used to to be honest because for example i play indoor for like two months and then we're going to beach i forget so your muscles have to adjust again so yeah Yung beach handball and indoor, so that means those are two different beasts now that you think of it. And with the way you, know, you were explaining it, Mac, with all the mechanics of the footwork, I think that that I think that describes it, no, Claudia? What makes it so different from basketball? That's why those are just different things. That's how I see it in my perspective. Yeah. For me, it's it's the the difference between indoor and 
beach. I mean, like if you're if you're so used to it, like Mac, you're indoor, and then suddenly you go to the beach, you can't tackle the person. How do you like have your self control? How's your mindset going to the into from indoor to to beach handball? And to your point, Claudia, thanks for pointing that out. Handball, like I think most of other sports, it's really a mental game. It's a mental thing. Um, I've attended a lot of handball training sessions, lectures, and they really emphasize the mental facet of the game, uh, especially since the defense is always at a, at a disadvantage because it's always four offensive players versus three defensive players and a goalkeeper. So from then on, it's a disadvantage already. Um, and you really have to use your mind, your skill, your timing. Uh, so yeah, to your point, it is difficult, but if you want to play against the best, you got to work harder, think better. Yeah. Uh, so I'll stick with that. You said you work hard, think better. How did you tell us your journey from, you said, weekend warrior to being part of the national team in handball and representing the Philippines. Just, as you could see in the, in the photo, we're showing uh, yourself, uh, Mac, holding the Philippine flag and representing the Philippines. How, how was your journey uh, towards this goal? Uh, well, I played my last, my last competitive basketball after five years of playing varsity basketball in UAMP. Division Pacific. We are basically a Division Three school. Uh, we don't, although we do compete with some Division One schools. Uh, that was the best I could do for college ball perspective. Um, and right after my fifth year, I just said, you know what, that's it. I'm done. I'm retired. I'm trying to get fat, you know, all that stuff. But I guess old habits die hard because uh, I because I didn't even miss the games. You know what I missed? I missed the grind, the training. I miss practicing for something, looking forward to something. So don't get me wrong. When I played in the Weekend Warrior corporate league, we won championships. Um, H I worked for Deutsche back then. We won a championship. Ooh, yeah, it was fun. We were the best corporate league team. But at the end of the day, did I work hard for that? Like I just showed up every Saturday. Yeah, we played well. You know, but there's no investment outside of those 40 minutes that I came in. And I guess that that gap, that hole left a part of me like, I need to work for something. And if ever I lose or win, at least I knew I really worked hard for it. So I looked for that grind, the daily grind. And people were wondering, why are you working out every day still, even though you're just playing every Saturday? You know you're going against dads right that are 40 years old bringing their children and i'm like i don't know it's really a habit I, I can't stop and that's when when i got the call that there's trials i'm like i was i was in shape so i was like okay let's do this it, it was my it was like a calling that this is the answer to my prayers that this is something that i can look forward to put my time in struggle that i think the part of that is the struggle i really miss that and playing in a team sport as well. Because um, when you see your teammates improve, and you guys are better collectively as a whole than each individual, that's the greatest feeling in the world. Speaking of that grind, no, uh, Mac, we've known each other for a long time because of, of school, no? And no pandemic, 
Nagulat ako because I know all tournaments were called off and then we see you you're on the sidewalk and you're working out and I was like, "Damn, he's really serious about this, huh?" Um I think that's another lev- different level of grind, no. But I know that it was a bummer tournaments were called off or you can't make the one in Australia or regional tournaments were called off. Ano yung mindset mo? How did you tell yourself, "Oh, okay, I'm just going to keep working out, stay in shape, but there's no tournament day coming up." Well, it's really that concept of always being ready and showing a good example to my fellow teammates because we're a pretty young team out of the pool of 18 players i think 13 or 12 of them are still in college so we're a very young team um and as captain as team captain you always want to show a good example um show that work ethic because we're i'm not gonna get any taller i've reached that age that okay this is my height but i see my my competitors, my opponents, they're a head taller than me, longer, they jump higher. So I think it, my motivations haven't changed. My goals have when it comes to the sport, but the fact still remains that if you don't work hard, you're going to get left behind. That's the only thing that's under my control, not my genetics, not... Um, not anything else my talent because i i just that's the only thing i can call working hard and when i see the stories of my opponents from abroad like i'm friends with my opponents in vietnam and all that other stuff and i see them that they're having tournaments um, they're working out i get motivated I, I use that as fuel saying you're everyone else around the world is getting better what are you doing and that's the only way i could at least compete and yeah, represent our country with pride. Okay, and siguro, no? So to stay motivated, follow your opponents on Instagram. See what they're doing. And okay, you're in the bed, you wake up, maybe you check their story. Okay, I'm getting up, I'm working out. No? <laughs> okay, yeah. No. But yeah. speaking of uh, your you and your handball teammates, how are you guys able to stay in shape um, when there are no international tournaments, do you have a local league maybe where you guys get to play or are you guys solely focused on the national team? So yeah, uh, pre-pandemic, we have a lot of local leagues. There was the Philippine Beach Games. Um, we would have training camps abroad and here in the Philippines. We would also have local indoor handball tournaments, you know, just to get, get the community going, etc local beach handball tournaments actually we were supposed to have the very first um invitational last year but again COVID. uh so yeah there's a lot of tournaments within there both locally and internationally paired with training camps but now since there's a pandemic we strictly follow uh training program uh we work out every day uh we have weekly meetings just to discuss film we break down plays of games as a team online because yeah, IATF rules doesn't allow us yet unless we put in a bubble. So uh, yeah, we're just staying ready from a mental standpoint, physical standpoint, although it's really very different to train and work out as a team physically. This is the best we can do given our circumstances. And we're just waiting for that call uh, because I know 2021 SEA Games will be in Vietnam. So, and I strongly believe that they're going to have handball in their list of sports because they won gold last year. 
So, Vietnam won Why gold not? last year. Vietnam won gold. Okay. Twenty nine. Sorry, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Um, Mac, you you mentioned you were watching film and and looking at your opponents on IG. How else did you improve uh, in terms of your handball? Because I hear like here, basketball, you could watch the NBA. It's readily available. You got league pass. You know, and even in football, you got the PFL. How your how you as uh, as a player improve in terms of your handball IQ? So, yeah, aside from our very own games that we've recorded for SEA Games and the other international tournaments, uh, luckily, there's technology in YouTube because um, there are two worldwide tournaments that happen every succeeding year. It's the World Championships and the World Beach Games. So, and Brazil has been killing it. I mean, they've won gold on both consecutively. They're beasts. And, yeah, um, based from there, and we've actually played with a couple of the players from the different teams in some tournaments. So uh, we just use all that information, all the tournaments that we see around the internet, and we break that down and we discuss as a team. So they have their eye on Brazil, yeah. I was just the leaders, exactly. Even even in like beach soccer, I think they're also like the the leaders, no and. It seems that it's the best place to go to is Brazil because of their beach and their sport, no? <laughs> Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven, no? Let's go to Brazil, no? Next vacation. Uh podcast yeah. tayo there, no? Oh, Max saying something. Was that Max? Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Clara, you, uh, I think I want to ask, where, where, what uh, international countries or international tournaments did handball take you uh so the very first one was the international handball grand prix in weihai china uh we actually had a pretty good show out over there uh, we were the highest non-chinese team to join out of 13 teams so yeah, um, all the Chinese provinces, they were fifth and below. The only three teams above us was, was the World Dream Team. They were made up of superstars. Basically, imagine the 1992 Dream Team that's then. Um, basically, in a nutshell, in a handball perspective, because they really got key players from a lot of teams and just made one. Second team was Vietnam. Third team was Taiwan. We were fourth and everyone else, all the Chinese provinces. That was the very first one. And the second international tournament was in the same venue, but this time it's the Asian Championships. Uh, so this was really more of the official tournament that would qualify those first and second seeds into the World Championships the next year, which was sadly announced just last week that it was canceled totally in Italy. So that's a bummer. Um, and then we also had a training camp in Hungary for about two weeks in preparation for SEA Games. Uh, and yeah, uh, from a personal handball growth perspective, that's when I tried to, I tried my luck in joining the Australian um, Botany Bay Club. So yeah, those are the so far the countries. Handball takes you everywhere. Like it's such a friendly community that if you just say you play beach handball for this club in this country, they're like, okay, you, you can join us. It's, it's so, I love it. Yeah. 
Before we cover siguro yung mga national team training camps, no? normally we have foreigners who come to the Philippines you know, to play as an import. Pero from I'm seeing it, si Mac naman yung import sa handball, no? going to Australia to play. My foreign rule ba doon or is it an open division? Because ayun nga, it seems like they've welcomed you in open arms and uh, let's say without the pandemic, they expect you to fly in and play for them when they have their tournaments here and there around you know around the calendar yeah so the funny thing there is i faced one of our team captain there his name's scott nicholson uh I, he's one of the australian players that formed the dream team in weihai china in the grand prix that i told you about so yeah we just kept in touch then all of a sudden there was an opening in his club and he was like you want to join it and i'm like sure when um, it was in a month in advance so i had to book tickets the visa and all that stuff but yeah it was one of the best experiences the first time and the second time and it's really fun uh and it's an open men's division so we also have we were the most um diverse team because i was a filipino there was a colombian there are two brazilians two french guys aussies uh yeah so it was an international team uh, we had a, we had the guy from india as well so yeah it was fun i hope clara i have another question no go ahead, go uh, ahead. yeah mac you said you played in uh, in australia how physical are are they physical compared to the filipinos are they more rough <laughs> i would have to say that asian style of handball is more physical because we had to you know somehow because yeah being physical isn't technically allowed right because no contact all that stuff but since usually in the asian sphere like our team were part of the smaller group uh, like we had to use some sort of, you know, gulang kumbaga uh, sometimes. And I would get certain stares when I would face people from Europe because I would, because this, he was, he was like 18 years old, but he was like this tall. And I was like, how am I going to reach that? So I kind of, you know, like just put a little shoulder tap just to prevent him from jumping too high. But I didn't make it stay there. I just, you know, tap, tap. Then he looked at me differently, like, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, you're too tall. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I would have to say our version is more physical, but it's because we're, yeah, not that tall. Well, we're vertically, vertically challenged, right, Claro? I think that's the... You can discarte. You can see the discarte of the Filipino player, no? Whatever yeah. sport you will see. Um some unconventional ways that are maybe gray or within the playbook if it's not the rules it's okay right if it's not yeah. covered so yeah, i know right. mac is saying that okay we are quite physical in handball no and then mac we know you're a big guy your teammate is andrew harris he played oh big guy of course you're muscular your teammates andrew harris a, a real big guy who played basketball for up and the uap so, I, I don't know. Kayo ba yung dalawang enforcers? Are you the two enforcers of the handball team? Maybe. Now that you mention. Ah, si Andrew. Rumi ko pa yan sa first tournament niya. Actually, he stepped in into my offensive. So, I was... So, 
I basically rotate them to all the positions na in handball except goalkeeper and specialist. So out of say I don't know eight positions, I already had six of them, and those were kind of semi-permanent roles. So my most previous one was the pivot, which Andrew now is in. Um, and yeah, um, from an offensive standpoint, he's our you know easy bucket, you know, because especially when you're in Asia. Um, finding someone at his height with his hands and his strength to throw the ball, it's it's a huge advantage. And I and I could have I could have made it an issue to know that you know I just he just came in, he took my slots and I totally fine. I totally get it. Um, you're better suited for that role. And it was my it was that tournament where you know I kept talking to him about the ins and outs of the game because he was still a basketball player technically. Um, and then we were rubies, really bonded, and you know, I didn't know what to say, but so you move, move one step, two steps, etc. etc. Yeah, it was a uh, very open to learning a lot, and it helped out and paid dividends in sea games, as you can see there. Yeah, he scored a lot of buckets when we needed it the most, and he attacks so much attention. <laughs> like, just put it, make him stand there, even though if he's not gonna score, the lanes are wide open because he's there. He attracts so much attention. Yeah, he attracts so much attention. It's like um, if you, I heard a podcast the other day about how Rudy Gobert, when he just rolls down the lane, people clog it up and then they throw a kick out. So it, it's not Rudy Gobert's assist, but it's technically his because he attracts that defender and he just kick it wide open. Andrew has that effect um, in our team. So, uh, yeah. Now, of course, we all have a lot of points to improve on, even myself. Like, I'm now playing defense. Um, I help anchor the defense now. Uh, and what what I really loved about games was after that, after that whole tournament, the fellow defenders of Vietnam, who were way, who were way taller than me, they couldn't speak a single word of English, uh, but they said, Jersey, Jersey. I'm like, Oh, so we did a jersey swap, and I think it's a sign of, you know, respect um, that at least they saw respect, game respect, you know, like I saw how you how hard you work, and I really admire them for their defense, actually, because they're very hardworking, hustle, magpapakamatayan sa bola, etc. And yeah, I just, I, I love the jersey swap. Thing. Uh, Mac, I, uh, you know, for the benefit for those that are uh, listening, uh, could you tell us more about what the positions are really in 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 handball? Are, are they and and also to the follow up question, is it the same as indoor and also in beach? So all of the positions are the same except for the specialists. So right. only specialists right. are uh, are in beach handball. There's no specialist in indoor because in indoor all the points are one point. All of it, no matter how through, how through it, how far, how how nice, excuse me, it's all one point. For beach, there's one and two points. Um, but the positions are the same. There's a left wing, left back, center back, goalkeeper, and specialist. It okay. just varies. Okay. Um, and then, of course, since there's fewer players in beach handball, there's going to be fewer slots. So there's no left back, right back. It's a left wing, right wing. You can interchange it. Um, but yeah, it's just reduced. 
But in beach handball, if you if you catch an alley-oop and throw it to the goal, it's two points. It's called a trick shot. And if you spin 360, two points, trick shot. But if you're a specialist, meaning you're a goalkeeper or you're wearing a different colored jersey, meaning you're a specialist, even if you throw it normally, it's a two-pointer. So that gives them an advantage, and that's the one of the main differences of the sport in Northern Beach. How does one so you... become a specialist? I, I want to know, how does mm-hmm. one become a specialist? Is there, is, is, does that specialist, kailangan ba may sarili siyang talent, a different kind of talent from the rest of the other mm-hmm. uh, players? Yeah, so as you know, all the court players, offense or defense, for example, they wear red. Uh, the goalkeeper and the specialist have the same color just so that they could be identified as um, players with special um, circumstances. Because when a goalkeeper, for example, stops the ball and he throws it straight goal to goal, a normal shot, it's two points. Yeah. So he stops it, it's inbound, throws it, that's two points. But of course, as a goalkeeper's um, skill set, he's his main um, skill set is really to disrupt block goals. Um, so he doesn't really go out to the court. So for example, if a beach, if a goalkeeper stops it, it, it's not open for an open goal, right? So he just puts it down, passes it to a court player. He goes out, then a specialist with the same color jersey comes in and he can play the court now. He doesn't, since they have the ball, he doesn't need to stop the the offense. So he just plays pure offense. Then when they score, the specialist goes out, then the goalkeeper comes back in. So that's the main difference. Um, the specialist usually has the best target, the best arm, or a good passer who could set up other people. Because as a specialist, when you attack the lane, you're going to attract more attention because you don't need to spin. You don't need an alley-oop to score two points. A normal shot would do. So you attract more of the defense. Because, of course, you want to stop a two rather than a one. And it takes you less movement to score two points. Mac, I'll, I'll follow up because you mentioned so the goalkeeper can go out and then the specialist can come in. Right, and that means that the offensive side or the ones that are going for the where the goal should be really good, and avoid having counterattacks. Because how, you know, because if 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 you mess up in passing, there could be a counterattack while you're changing, right? You... Good insight. Yeah. So that's where the mental game really comes in. Like if you have a turnover, it's an easy two because there's your goal is open. There's no goalkeeper. Either you have a specialist in or a goalkeeper. You can rarely have a team that plays both. In Thailand, um, you showed that picture. Um, I don't know if you can bring it up. If you bring it up, the person I'm guarding, he's really tall, lanky. He's a goalkeeper, but at the same time, when he stops the ball, for example, he blocks it, he doesn't need to step out. He he passes it and he plays field. So Is actually, it? yeah, his name's Open in Thai. I forgot, Open something, Open K. And then, so when he stops the ball, he can actually play court. So he doesn't step out and get subbed. He plays on. So that's a huge advantage for a team because it, it brings you much less time to counterattack. But again... If he ter- makes a turnover, for example, I stole this pass. 
their goal is open. Either he runs back or he subs out so that a new goalkeeper can come in. So it's really part of the strategy. But yeah, counterattacks are very important. Does the do they have to swap exactly at the same place? Let's say let's say the uh sorry, I'm really going technical. So let's say the specialist comes out because there's already a counterattack. Can the goalie come from a different side of the of the beach or he has to be sub where the specialist comes out? So, um, before the game starts, there will be a flip coin and you're going to choose one side of sub. So it's either this whole side is your team's or this whole side. So once you choose, there's about a short line there where you can where specialists and goalkeepers can only enter. No one else can enter through. So that's the only area where they can only enter. But they could exit anywhere. So for example, okay. um, this goalkeeper enters there, goes out. He can go out anywhere, but he has to run back if he wants to come back in. So there's a delay. That's why there's a goalkeeper waiting in this area. So when that specialist steps out, it's easy. It's a mind game too, claro, no? It's it is, also, it is. Yeah, I like learning a lot. I mean, it's, 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 it sounds like hockey, you know, like where they just change. Change it <laughs> right? up. Yeah. Okay, claro? Wait. Yeah, you know, that's like, a, I know, you're playing handball already against each other, and then it's like you have another chessboard. So you're playing two games, and that's how you're really able to outwork each other, um, for coaches to outwork each other. I really like how we're going technical in this no and so perhaps we can proceed to our sponsor thank you homemadeph.com for sponsoring this episode so mac and our listeners you can use the code who the heck so for those in video i'm taking a look at kosiana's smoked smoked duck breast and it's great stuff i got to try it one sunday and i just can't describe how good it is so you have to try it yourself so again use the code who the heck for 10 percent of your first purchase. So let's get back to the show now. You know, speaking of this, I don't know, there's there's that chess game now with subbing and everything. I think what I like with you guys heading into the 2019 SEA Games is you guys are so prepared because you had so many tournaments, you have an active league. So by the time you were playing in Subic, I think, Ready na, kayo, ready na kayo. You had no more teething issues. Maybe your chemistry was okay. How was the training experience maybe going to places like Hungary? Am I right? Yeah, it was really more of which um, which combinations of players does coach, you know, put in together. It was really more of that. Of course, we had to go small. We had to go big. We had to go fast. Um, and sometimes... Yeah, it was really more of that playing around with all the tools that coach had. And I think it paid dividends, especially when we had to mix it up because there was one game I had a red card. Um, so some people had to step into other roles. It was really more of that, all the contingency planning, you know, polishing the plays, executing well, and, you know, um, performing under different scenarios. That's also a huge play. And then, I don't know, we got to see it. Come see games, no? Um, you guys got a bronze medal. And I think that's quite spectacular. But, I know, heading into maybe 2021, um, I think there's a chance for, for beach handball um, 
to get included into the roster of sports no how what's your plan maybe if you if you guys get to hit the beach or prepare um how's it been going yung preparation since i think kanya kanya ngayon because of the pandemic well i heard that um all sea games bound athletes will be having bubbles so if that's going to happen i don't know how i don't know when but if it's going to happen hopefully it's you know um well prepared uh and whatever beach venue this is i hope it would you know cater to the needs of our sport because there's one sand court in ultra i think but it's only half or less than half of our full court so it's so hard it's like playing half court sets the entire time but a huge part of beach handball has to deal with full court stuff so yeah hopefully it just works out for the best we're just staying ready waiting for that call and when we're called up we got to do it for the country i have a question yeah. go this ahead is, go ahead this is just so random because you talked about sand is there a different does the sand make a big difference when you play mm-hmm. like a different yeah. kind like boracay sand or palawan sand or the the uh, Sydney sand yeah there's actually a there's a standard of how fine the sand should be because you you can get wounds um so syempre uh mainit and then if mga, there's small pebbles makakasugat ka and then injuries where you can just when you land knees first so yeah it's and also when it gets wet when it rains it also depends sometimes it's so slippery so, yeah and sometimes it also gets too hot there's a lot of outdoor factors that contribute to how you can play and yeah the weather and the sand plays a huge part maybe you know bouncing off that which venue has the best sand for you in your experience so when you hear oh i'm playing in this place um great I, it's, it's my favorite beach to play in Ooh. well i haven't played in a lot of beaches yet but yeah i think because all, all there are a lot of indoor stuff so i think the ones in australia that, because their sand is just yeah naturally fine although there are some pebbles and stuff there you can just pick it off um because here in the philippines we haven't actually really played in a a non man made oh yeah pangasinan i love pangasinan sand um it's very fine it's gray but it's very fine like you won't get hurt at all um i love the sand there okay claro uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping like does Boracay have beach handball? I mean, if I want to be <laughs> exactly, no. Okay, no. Actually said, "Skumi bubble sana dun na lang, Or Balisin or Palawan or the bad those beautiful places. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> all right. So, uh Claro, go ahead. Okay, yeah, no. That's a good way to, you know, to promote the sport you're already playing in paradise and everything, no. But yung maganda doon, what's nice is Max showed us it's not all sunshine and rainbows because there's some places where, you know, the sand is quite tough and we know sometimes that they don't literally play on the beach. Max, I think I I may have seen some of your posts you played on and you played in Moa Sands. So, okay, that's not literally on the beach. That's on a sand court that was made but it's still a nice backdrop but you know you're not literally 
you know, the waves aren't crashing on you because there's that wall. No, you're not. There's, you're surrounded by a paved area also, as you see. And ganda ng jersey din sa picture na yun, ah. <laughs> Mali nga yung cut, eh. <laughs> Sabi namin, razorback, ginawang sleeveless. Pero okay lang, maganda naman yung tela. <laughs> Klari ko kayo pag gumawa nun? Oh, I wasn't on board yet that time, no? Before the <laughs> pandemic, I was working on razorbacks. I'm not lying. Before the pandemic, you can ask Mac. I was working on getting Razorbacks done for him already. testing na kami, no? Pero, before we close like um, our conversation and we'll carry on to the quick fire round, no, Mac? So, the thing with handball is, what exactly do you need to get into the sport? Because maybe you guys get to inspire the future, the future generation of getting kids into the sport. I don't think they need shoes, no? You just need to have a great court and, and a ball. Is there anything else? Yeah, uh, just the right mindset. Um, you need to be a thinking player. It's not just a physical game. It will help, of course, to be physically fit. But yeah, you, you should be able to adjust well and think fast on your feet. Uh, having a great arm as a cannon, cannon as an arm would be helpful too. Um, and yeah, having... Athleticism, of course, will never hurt you. But yeah, work ethic, attitude, if you're a team player, I think you could make it pretty far. Because we, we've had a lot of, you know, people who tried out, stayed in for a month or two, or two, three weeks, but they eventually left because they couldn't handle the grind. Uh, but those who stuck around, a great improvements have been seen. And all of these people have one thing in common is that they love the game. I love the game and we love our team and we love our family. So that's why we stick to it. And of course, we're blessed to represent our country in that manner. Clara, uh, I just have, again, I'm very, go, go. I became technical here. Is there a difference with, between a right-handed and left-handed? Is like, like in, 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 in baseball, if you're left-handed, you can, it's good to be on the first base, right? Yeah, is my that advantage also, ka. Yeah, my advantage ka. Is there an advantage as a left-handed? Yeah. Um, so if you're a right wing, it's good if you're left-handed because you will need less of an angle to throw, spin and throw. Uh, but I've seen a lot of teams counter that. They use a right-handed person in the right wing anyway because it, they could create space. So it's like it's really more of you know having James Harden for example, he's right or left. I think it's really just because he's good at what he does and he just happens to be a lefty. But of course, the being left-handed doesn't hurt because mm. it's kind of awkward, maybe for some defenders. So yeah, it, it plays a huge part, um, but there are ways to work around it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Carl, you wanna... that, no? Yeah. Yeah, you're a right-handed guy, so you're used to guarding right-handed people most of the time, of course. So when it's a lefty, okay, what the heck is this now? It's a new game, no? It's you see some similarities. Uh, lefties get to change up the game in so many sports, no? But um, um, before we conclude, like our conversation before the quick fire, siguro, what have you guys been doing, maybe, um, to get more players and to teach younger guys to? pick up the sport and your efforts are you targeting coastal communities or any specific groups 
Sorry. I think so we've been um, we've been putting handball into schools, primary and secondary levels and PE classes. So there's a small handball community already, and it's growing um, through the different high schools and grade schools. That's where the tournaments come in. Um, we're also trying to promote handball through online coaching through kickstarters at the very pre-grassroots level online coaching as well uh, that's just something we started recently of course um, everything that starts doesn't really pick up very fast but we're here to stay in the long run and hopefully things pick up um, even despite the pandemic and then maybe to our people or friends interested in learning handball, do you recommend they go anywhere online to search up on the sport first to get started? Because, of course, we got to stay home first. We can't really play right now. Um, I yeah, I think you can message our Facebook page, the Philippine Handball Federation, maybe ask for tryouts. I know that um, we're open to, you know, fresh athletes who are looking for a new um, sport to invest their talents and their efforts you know whatever makes the team better that's totally fine um we this is all for our country anyway uh, we're more than willing to teach you the sport and yeah uh we also have an ig page uh that's also open when you want to message them so yeah is there any age limit <laughs> like mm -hmm. Yeah, age, age, age limit. Like who, who, like how old? Or you don't want to answer that, do you? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather keep off that answer. I, I, no comment. <laughs> Anyone can play, right? Of course. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> lastly, where would you like to see your beloved uh, sport, beach handball, 10 years from now? want to qualify to the World Championships or the World Beach Games or not just qualify, but actually get to get to a podium finish 10 years from now i know it's a long way to go but you gotta aim somewhere and that's the biggest stage and hopefully beach handball becomes an olympic sport very soon because indoor is already an olympic sport for the longest time so we just want beach handball to be recognized as well because yeah um 10 years from now podium finish world championships or world beach games do we have no, a chance to do we have a chance to do to do that like to to get there well in asia asia is a tough nut to crack already so um we have our middle eastern brothers there who are not shy to get imports and you know talents from elsewhere um and yeah, it's it's a tough climb, but nothing worth having comes easy. Mm. You know, speaking of that, it's I think they're pushing now to include handball in the twenty twenty four Olympics. You know, so that's three years <laughs> away from what, from what I saw. Yes. Is that yes. Yeah. So yes. we just got yes. the answer that it won't be included. So bummer. Oh man. man, I was looking forward to that. Okay, that's oh. article, eh? but thanks, Mac, for keeping us updated. So, yeah. now on to the quick fire round. We just ask you a question, you can just give us a straight up answer, no need to explain. Sometimes, when guys give controversial answers, they feel they need to explain, and we totally oh. respect that. No, 
So first question, um, what is your favorite restaurant? You can, yeah, ramen, yep. Okay, so you can. You get to bring three teammates to eat all you can. You say you can eat all you can, <laughs> just for the discussion. Three teammates. You can include your basketball teammates here. So name three guys. You get to bring them with you. Apat kayo lahat total. So that's three plus you. Is the goal to eat as much as you can, or ako ba magbabayad? <laughs> Oh, you don't have to pay for the buffet. Um, siguro si si Mix Cruz, um, si Natroy, si Aldo, and ino pa ba? Tatlo lang ah. Yeah, tatlo. Sorry, tatlo. Ayun. Okay. Sige. Um, My turn. I, yes, go ahead. Uh, this is not non-beach handball uh, question. LeBron James or James Harden? LeBron James. <laughs> You're a LeBron James fan. Okay, next question. Uh, if there was an earthquake right now, right, um, and you had, to, you had to get one jersey only, from your handball, beach handball, would it be your first uh, tournament, international tournament jersey, or your Sea Games jersey? Sea Games. Okay. Good. All right. Claro. Okay. Yeah, I got another round. Okay. So, um, one word to describe playing for the Philippines. Uh, honor. Honor. Okay. Okay, another uh, one is your goal. You're a goalkeeper. You have to defend. You have to save Andrew Harris's shot. Kaya mo ba? Yes or no? That is mine. Goalkeeper, no. That was a defender. <laughs> Parang kaya pa. Nagpi clinch pa ako pag goalkeeper. Ibang skill set talaga. <laughs> defender na. Ah, katawag mo siya. Ah, katawag mo siya. He's a huge guy, okay? Because anyone who winds up full force, and if you're not used to meeting it head on, you're really gonna flinch. As so that's why goalkeepers are really trained to not flinch, always looking at the ball eyes wide open. And I don't have that training yet, but yeah. And that's pretty hard in the beach because what if there's like a you're running and then the sand just like throws up and goes to your eyes? I mean, like uh, anyway. Uh, did you ever have, did you ever get a red card? Yeah. What was the hardest foul or was the worst one that you gave, got, reason? It, it was, it was really more of me being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but I think I got two red cards now in my career, one in SEA Games and the other one in the Asian Championships, I think. Yeah. One was a bad call. I was there first. They they called a blocking foul while I was actually there first. If you could see it on the replay, but the one in Sea Games, that was a red card because I was there at the wrong place, the wrong time. And if I didn't move, I would have been kicked in the face again. So oh, I had to make a choice because I had I had that same scenario before. There was this guy jumping, and I stood because yeah, it, it was a done play. I got kicked back as part of recoil to a shot. 
So when I saw the same thing happening again, and I'm like, if I don't dive forward, I'm gonna get kicked. So I dove forward, and it was, and I hit him also. So anyway. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, Mac. Uh... Can you confirm? Um, after na red card ka, home team tayo, no? Did you do anything like pump up the crowd? Because nagalit. <laughs> nah, nah. But the, you could see the uh, you could see the other team very happy about it. No, I, I was just I just told Andrew stepped in as defense for me, so it was all good. Shempre, right. no, ikaw yung usual defender. Last two, Claudia. For me, do you have anything else before I I'm do good. the last two? I'm good. I'm good. I, right. I'm I'm gonna watch more of handball now because I like I like the switching the 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 specialist and the goalkeeper and all that. So I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that you're ready, you know, when we go to the beach, okay, we'll play handball, no? Yeah, ready na. exactly. <laughs> All right. Wait, well, I have one. Did you ever play cricket when you were in Sydney? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Okay, Matt. Uh, I'll I'll put the two right away. Um, the favorite your the favorite country you travel to uh, for handball, whether it be training or a competition. After that, maybe. Your dream venue, like maybe, do you want to play in Brazil or somewhere? A certain stadium, a certain beach? Well, for one, the most beautiful so far is maybe because in, uh, I would have to say Gold Coast, Australia, because right after you swim, or not even right after, right after, yeah, right after the game, you swim, you drink a beer while watching. It was just very relaxed, you know, the environment. I mean, Hungary was beautiful too, but... We were there on business, business, like training camp, strict. So this was really more of a competitive recreational thing. And I really enjoyed the vibe and just hanging out with your mates after. Um, and Gold Coast is, has, the, has a beautiful shoreline, tons to do, shops everywhere. Yeah. Um, as for my dream place to, work, to play at, yeah, it, it would be Brazil, I think. I just want to experience the fact that they're a huge handball country, beach handball country, you know, getting gold all the time. I just want to compete there, maybe even just once. Um, join a local tournament, that would be great. My specific beach, Badunso, Brazil, or wala naman so far? Something you see online? Well, yeah, I don't know the exact ones, but yeah, maybe the capital. I don't know. The one in Brisbane or, or Gold Coast is Surfer's Paradise, huh? Mm, I forget. Um, one of them there. I think it's close by. Yeah. Beautiful. Kao, it's beautiful. Surfer's Paradise. Uh, uh, it's Queensland, so it's above uh, Sydney. It's above it, Gold Coast, where the Great Barrier Reef is. So it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Very laid back. Very laid back place. Okay. And then let's look for a sponsor. Magpa handball lessons tayo with Mac there in Australia, no? <laughs> yes, we all fly <laughs> there. After this pandemic. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have a podcast special, though. Anyway, uh, Mac, before we wrap up, we wish that we could carry on. This was such a great conversation. Maybe um, you'd like to invite people to you know, support your team. Baka may mga fans ka dun, no? I think kinwento mo dati when you were in Dumaguete. Some parting, some parting shots before we say goodbye. Yeah, so please follow our Facebook and Instagram pages for any updates. Um, and if you're an athlete that looks to try a new sport um, and 
contribute to the talents of making Philippines one of the better handball countries in Southeast Asia, send us a message. And also in Kickstarters, we're also having online coaching classes for handball ages 3 to 12. So feel free to book a session with us. Uh, we're more than happy to teach the fundamentals to your children as early as now. Um, and maybe in the future, they could be part of the national pool. So yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, that does it for this episode. Again, that is the national team captain of beach handball, Mac Valdez. Uh, this has been Claro Manzano alongside Claudia Perrine. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like this episode, give us five stars. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us also on social media at WTHAW Podcast. If you don't like the episode, still give us five stars. And if you have any uh, comments, suggestions, different topics, just slide into our DMs and feel free. So thank you again, Mac, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys.